Yes! Yeah. Natasha, put your phone away. I'm trying we to retweet it. <laughs> You're trying, but the struggle is real. I, I wasn't. I wasn't. It's hard. This, this shit's not coming up. There it goes. This okay. interface. It's very hard. It's very hard. Um, are you guys worried that by calling your tour "Endless Honeymoon," you might put the jinx on it? Sort of like how Rob and Black China in doing a reality show. <laughs> a jinx on what? Our marriage or the tour? No, nah, man. We can pivot. We can pivot into the endless divorce tour very quickly. Ah, uh, right. Because you guys would be friends, even if yeah. you, even well, if we, you hit the rocks. Strictly homies tour. Yeah. <laughs> well, the way we thought of it is when we were in Newport, Rhode Island, we learned about this rich couple who went on a 10-year honeymoon. Oh. And then they came back with four kids. And I just thought that sounded so romantic to be so rich that you just like went away for a decade. Yeah, you have kids on the fly. You go away <laughs> uh, newlyweds. You come back grandparents. That's super bold, too. Like They don't even know their doctor. They're in fucking Sweden and shit. <laughs> I mean, they're <laughs> rich people. Kids. Those people were so rich, man. Do you know about the Newport, the, the, the seat of wealth that was Newport, Rhode Island? Oh, yeah. I used to do a lot of gigs in Rhode Island. There's these insane mansions there. The, yeah. Uh, the, the, in the, this is the Well, the in the Gilded Age, in like 1900, basically 90% of the wealth in America was in Rhode Island. And then Whoa. everyone else was living like... You know, in squalor. Because they, they hadn't established personal income tax yet. It was like the years right before personal income tax had been established in this country. So people had like 35 indoor servants, 55 outdoor servants. Like you could, people like would come from Australia in boats and you would just make them your, it was like slavery, but. Yeah, wow. This is the people. show at the uh, Endless Honeymoon Tour. We do an extended <laughs> lecture on personal income tax and the history. And slavery. Yeah, it's No, really my fun. show Another Period is based on that. That's how we know about it. But yeah, they were like these people. It was the Carnegies and the Rockefellers and these like seat of power, like Illuminati old, you know. Like Carnegie had a billion dollars a hundred years ago. Like these Whoa. people were, they were just, but now we've come full circle and people have figured out how to legally steal money and not pay income tax so but not that many i mean the don't difference you think that's is pretty how they're really? shocking but don't you like mean, the romneys of the world don't they know how to not pay or like Mitt the romneys are you talking about well like the like politicians don't they kind of know how to you you're talking about she's talking about big old corporate oligarchy billionaire people that yeah, have well, figured out any super rich people are going to try really hard to hold on to their money and pay as little taxes as possible and form LLCs and corporations and all kinds of jazz. But it is funny that comedians are like mostly super liberal, yeah. right? And they're all like, man, we got Bernie and we got to like pay these high tax rates. And anyway, I'm incorporated and my LLC's <laughs> name is <laughs> so it's like you're doing a corporate fiction, too. It's well, a tax shelter for, for entertainers. Yeah. But, but here's the problem. Like, where's the money going? Like, I'd be willing to give away more money in tax dollars if I knew that it was a rock solid establishment. Yep. They really knew what to do. And if you could tick, if you could tick like little, fill little bubbles, like oh, I'd like right. most of my money to go to education, yes. no, nothing to this, nothing yes. to that. Oh, that'd be amazing. It would be, but the country would be fucked. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the roads would fall apart quickly. Oh, everything would fall apart. You know, cops would be out of business. Well, no, because half of the country at least would be like all my money to the cops, all my money to defense. I would love to see. I would love to. I don't. I wouldn't love to do it because I just don't think that that amount of power should be in people's hands without a lot of research first. You know, I think that's a big part of the problem. Even running for president and voting for president, you don't have to have any research done before you choose a candidate. You just like them, and also you don't have to have done any research to be the president. Also, yeah. there's like no choice. It's You're too, like, okay, I guess I'm a Hillary person. Yeah. Yeah, you could become a Hillary person just because you didn't want a reality show 
contestant or whatever the fuck he was. But that's the crazy thing about, and I I do think I think we were talking about this last time. I do think Trump in in if he's doing anything good for American society, he's pointing out how ridiculous and arbitrary the worship of the American president is. Oh yeah. If, if, <laughs> if people are going, that's not presidential. Well. Presidential means that you look dignified while you bomb a village in Yemen. Like, so <laughs> we should just destroy presidential as an idea. Gore Vidal said that he called it the uniquely American religion of president worship. President worship. Yeah, that is really, I mean, it's really just a new version of kings. Oh, you know? we, that's so funny that our whole foundation mythology is based on the rejection of the king, and we immediately established <laughs> king, kingship, which is what they did in, in Christianity. I think of Christianity this way. Like, it's based in this Judaic religion that says, uh, let's get rid of the idea of a man that you worship or a figure or a, a god that you bow in front of. There's one right in front of us, right? Let's get rid of a Ooh, statue yeah. that you bow down in front of. And the next religion was like, Let's worship a human being. Like it's so right. that is so in us. Well, it's alpha male chimpanzee stuff. We we always try to look to the number one, the the one that knows the most, the oldest with the most scars. It's gone through the most battle, has the most wisdom. Lead us because you, you want to know which snakes are poisonous and what plants you can eat and what's going to kill you. Right, yeah. and 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 everybody worships the past. That's yeah. what's so funny to me about um, American. It's the day after July Fourth, and everybody talks about the founding fathers. Is like. Those were dudes who had the education of the... They were brilliant people in the 1800s and 1700s, but I'm not, like, trying to... I'm not trying to go to a doctor from the Founding Fathers <laughs> days. <laughs> or, like, yeah, people probably stunk. People oh, probably did yeah. stink. But Thomas Jefferson probably, probably stank. It probably just what, what people smelled like back then. Like, if you caught a gal after a bath, you were psyched. <laughs> but even a bath... A bath is... Like, uh, let's be honest about what a bath is. It's asshole and vagina soup. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're sitting in a, a big teapot. But you don't put your dick asshole. or balls in there. It's just... It, the men put their too. assholes in. Women put their vaginas in. But yeah. men, oh, they, have, they hold up their assholes, their dicks and balls, so they don't... They well, don't it doesn't concern me me what a guy smells like but what a girl smells like concerns me and but maybe it wouldn't have back then maybe it wouldn't have yeah maybe just your standards change I mean, if you're horny enough you don't care that is true i'll never forget this passage i do what <laughs> <laughs> always but you're an incredibly horny person oh. <laughs> classically horny my wife go. let me just say guys my wife is so horny I love that word. Too. I like how you did it in a sort of a gay, gay. floppy way. <laughs> Why, isn't it funny that like being mo mobile is gay? Is gay. Yeah. If you just start going like this, people go, "Oh, that's gay as fuck." <laughs> there's a there's a story about Tom Cruise. Have you heard this? Mm -mm. That he came to I can't remember who some comedy person who's like a normal human being, right? Like, but famous, but not like. Tom Cruise famous. Right. So Tom Cruise like connected with that person. I can't. It would make it a better story if I remember who it was. But it was somebody at, like at like your level or like or, or or like a Mark Duplass or you know what I'm saying. Like and they, they, I don't know who Mark Duplass is. Well, he's a guy at your level. No, uh, <laughs> he's, uh, no, he's. Not. Do you know who he is? Mark, Dupl the Duplass Jamie brothers. knows who everybody is. I don't know who the Duplass brothers are. They're that, uh, they're. They made uh, the show Togetherness on HBO. My point isn't about the Duplass brothers. Is like they were just like semi-famous, not like 
Got in, in okay, human. what did Tom Cruise say? So Tom Cruise Whoa, got himself. Yeah, that's well, she's so horny she wants to get to the fucking. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> so she, he got invited to a Super Bowl party at this, this person's house, right? Like, imagine if Tom Cruise is coming to your house for the Super for a a su- Super Bowl party. Super Bowl party. He was imagine like, oh, ho- uh, asking Tom Cruise, and he says yes. <laughs> and you're like, honey, he said yes. What do we do? <laughs> right, and imagine being Tom Cruise, and be like, I think I will be among the humans today. <laughs> so Tom Cruise apparently shows up with a brand new, like clearly fresh football that his assistant like you know he's like tossing like a literal brand new football in the air right and they're all talking about marriage at some point in the day and he goes you know what the best part of being married is though right fucking your wife am i right <laughs> you just fuck your wife and everybody's like <laughs> like <sighs> felt like tumbleweeds roll through the park. he's sort of like a robot huh like an alien visiting yeah. us yeah he must be amazing to hang out with i would <laughs> love to hang out with him fucking your wife right <laughs> I mean, when you're that famous, your work ethic, it's like you just devote everything to that, I think. Because, like, I have my my agents were like, they know that the agents who are Tom Cruise agents, they said Tom Cruise always gets back within an hour when we send a script. Because I'll, like, keep a script for, like, three weeks, and then by the time I read it, the part's been cast. He reads it in an hour? (laughs) They said Tom Cruise will read a script in an hour and get back to them and either like it or not like it. Mm. Like, he's just, like, on the ball. He's, he's, like, he's trying to win. Yeah. He's one. And it's an inhuman instinct because our human instinct is to just atrophy <laughs> in a way. I mean, you have to kind of fight it, but yeah, easy we, to be lazy and to procrastinate. It's definitely easy to be lazy, but it's not. If you're going to be Tom Cruise, you really have to be on the ball. There's no other way. It doesn't just. He doesn't it's a full-time just, job. But that's not just what's going on. No, there's, there's this some... weird alien sort of behavior patterns that we don't recognize as being normal. Like when he jumped up on Oprah's couch, he's like, I'm in love, I'm in love, I'm in love. And everybody's like, what the fuck is going on here? I it's think like it's a person, no, it's like a person who doesn't understand French, but you're speaking <laughs> French to a French person, you're saying all the right words, but you're like, what the fuck is wrong no, with this guy? It seems like every choice he makes outside of acting is based on what he's assuming normal human beings think is the normal behavior. Right. So he goes, ooh, love is when you jump on a couch and go, I love her, which is <laughs> informed by movies, really, right? Like, that's yeah. more movie-like, right? Yeah. That's like John Cusack and say anything. Like, oh, that's what love looks like. It's not, yeah. you know, or telling a bunch of the fellas, you know, oh, we're going to have sex talk with the fellas. Yeah. Oh, so oh, I like to fuck my wife, huh? <laughs> the friction of her vagina makes me just splooge, huh? Right, guys? And everybody's yeah. like, eh, Everyone's like, the- uh, we're sick of fucking our wives. <laughs> Never. I, I just don't relate to that joke that you made. Aww. That's sweet. <laughs> so sweet. Yeah, what a fucking strange guy. He might be one of the strangest guys of all time. I wish he would just, like, come clean. Well, like, one day, just... Just sit down and just be like, give him some ecstasy and have him just <laughs> talk about who he is. Like, I don't even know who the fuck I am. And I've been in Scientology for so long. I fucked yeah. like 13 guys last year. <laughs> 13. I'm always worried they're going to tell. <laughs> I'm always worried they're going to tell. Well, the, he did uh, Chris Hardwick's podcast, right? He did? And he did a one on one interview. He Whoa. did? I haven't listened to that. Yeah. Is, recently? You, I wish you get, could get him on here because you, 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 you get in, but I don't think you could pierce that impenetrable layer. I think he would be fake with you, too. But uh, even, even if he's fake, you find out if he's fake. You find some stuff. You, well, this, you still pierce. He was telling Chris, like, oh, I love movies. You know, I'm passionate mm-hmm. about movies. And Chris goes, oh, yeah? Like, what are some of your favorite movies? This is how politically, like, constructed he is. He goes... Yeah, just mo- movies, all movies, all movies. Like he couldn't—he was such a political <laughs> no, being, he couldn't even. But all movies are the same. Even, <laughs> but all movies all the are the same. same. <laughs> 
the There's no difference. biggest movie star couldn't pick three movies that have inspired because him. he didn't want to pick like you know a Spielberg, a Bruckheimer, and a blah 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 because then he'd right. piss off Coppola and oh. Scorsese, and you know I mean it's all a construct. God, I want to meet him. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe he did Chris's. That's so cool. You should have him on the show. You could get him. I think mm. I got I got faith. You could get him. I've had this guy on, Ron Miskovich, who's David Miskovich's dad. Oh wow! Who's oh, the so you can't head have him of on. Scientology? And I had Leah Remini on. Yeah, you had done. Leah Remini yeah, on. Yeah, and we talked for three hours about how crazy her life in Scientology was. And you're a classic SP. There's no way you're getting yeah, I'm Tom. A, I'm a suppressive person, although I'm not. Just, I'm just misunderstood. I gotta say though, the, <laughs> the more I learn about the Catholic faith and all these like kid fuckers keep coming out the more i'm like that's the worst one did you see the new one keepers don't know the new um oh that uh, australian the guy there's uh, the australian, eight, eight yeah. thousand <gasps> cases of child molesting that they just uncovered i mean let's just it. shut down that religion was it it's catholic a, child molestation yes. all Crazy. eight thousand well, are catholic no no i'm not doing a bit but yeah. all eight thousand of it was connected to yeah, the church jamie will find it. it was just some i mean i didn't even read it because i looked at the headline and at first thought was duh and second thought was, ugh, I just can't. I, just... I mean, it's so much worse than, like, making someone believe they can get acting work. <laughs> like, whatever Scientology does. Like, the Catholic religion is, like, they're fucking little girls and boys and, like, permanently ruining their lives. Yeah. Making them have, like, terrible flashbacks. Making them have, like, wide chunks of memory that they just don't remember and then they do remember. And it's, like, it's just the worst thing you can do. And having, and like, Catholic. sexual problems... I'm not Catholic. I'm you, Jewish now. Well, right. you know, the Pope, the, the last Pope, Ratzinger, that guy, one of the things that they, the, one of the reasons why he had to step down was because it found, they found out that he was one of the guys that used to move people around. He was one of the guys when someone get caught molesting children, he would move them to a new, new precinct or wherever That's, the fuck they would. That, what do you call it? That's what takes New your church. breath away. We live yeah. actually right next to a rehabilitation, a former rehabilitation center for wayward priests on our street in L.A. Where, and I was like, oh, I always thought, oh, wayward priests. Like, I wonder what that means. And then after we saw that movie Spotlight, yeah. we looked it up, and that's exactly where they were housing. Pe one, it was one of the places they were housing the molesters. Spotlight <laughs> makes this really interesting point about the church, which is that the, the commonly held sort of folk belief about the Catholic Church is that when you take away someone's ability to have sex... You will you will concentrate their sex drive and pervert it, and you'll become a child molester. And what Spotlight, the movie sort of point that it makes is it's the the other way around is that that basically when you're a child molester, you go to the church because you know they'll they'll give you a haven. They'll, See, they'll cover I don't for think you. that's true though. Like it is hard to become a priest. You have to like study scripture for. I mean, how long you, is seminary school? It's easy school? to molest a child. You got to groom them. You got to hang out. You know what I mean? But I seriously, just don't know how true that is. So Ratzinger moved a guy that went on to molest a hundred deaf kids. I yeah, I saw this. Wait, why deaf yeah. kids? Because they couldn't talk about it. There, there would be. They can sign. Yeah, but no one's going to listen to them. It's not like they can just start talking. You know what I mean? It's like it's a way just. I mean, he was working with deaf kids, like deaf orphans. Well, it's just, it's not that oh, nobody would listen to a deaf person. It's that, it, I, this is how scams work, But it's too. one step removed. Exactly. It's one more, what you it's want. a little easier. What you want as a predator is is the, the most vulnerable person that you can right. be predatory towards. Right. Like, like in the documentary Keepers, it wasn't until this girl came to the priest and said, I actually have been molested. He was like, oh. 
oh, you have, have you? And then he started molesting her. Oh, but he right. waited for her to come into, it he was in confession. Her, found that she was weak. And so then, she was weak, <sighs> and then that's who he picked. So I, it's like. Well, I remember these Nigerian, speaking that's of. That's psychotic. It's insane, yeah. And it, But that's what they want. They, that's the, the child molester loves the weak, the weak and vulnerable. Because if they go to a strong, confident per- child, who they know will just be like, if you touch me, I'll tell my fucking dad and he'll kill you. That's why I wasn't molested. Yeah. They were like, that girl's got a big mouth. Also, you... (laughs) Do not touch her. Also, though, I've seen your your baby pictures. You weren't a hot kid. I was. And I was always trying to, yeah. But it's very much always boys, right? No. It's it's very rarely girls. No, you gotta watch The Keepers. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, God. It's girls and boys. It's like who... I've only seen documentaries on boys. But the boys thing is weird. But I, I kind of, I do believe there's a math to like suppressing someone's sexuality, and then it's just gonna come out in these other ways. Well, I think that also monsters, our orientation is spread equally across monsters. So Sexual orientation. Yeah. yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think course. I don't even know. Are Why you even gay if priests... you're a child molester that likes little boys? Is that even gay? That seems like a third thing. Like just right. you're. you're yeah. a, you're not even in a sexual zone anymore. Now you're in a pathology zone. But since the cases are so, there's just so many cases, like maybe we should just let priests get married. Something needs to change. Well, they used to be able to, but they were rock stars. The problem was back in the days, like in the, the, during the Lutheran days when Martin Luther was around, priests controlled everything. I mean, they fucked everybody's wives. They, they, the, really? pope, the Pope had wives and children. Popes had wives, they had children, they had money, they had armies. The, the, the Roman Catholic Pope controlled armies. You know, like they controlled troops. Like it was a totally different scene. And then somewhere along the line, they were fucking so many women. They were like, hey, here's a new rule. If you're gonna be a priest, you can't fuck any chicks. And then just the whole thing went haywire. Does anybody know why? That happened? Why the changeover happened? Because they were rock stars. Because they were banging everybody. No, I'm saying why they made them not rock. Okay, because they were too irresponsible. This is what I've read. What I've read is that there was a real concern amongst people that were, you know, under the tutelage of these priests that these guys were out of control. They were just banging everybody. Find out what was the reason. And that's why they made them not able to... That's so interesting. I wonder what year do you think that is? It wasn't that long ago. I think it was like a thousand years ago. It might have been less. That's so interesting. Yeah, I think so it was that less wasn't... than a thousand years ago because I know that during the Genghis Khan era, the Pope still had armies. And I think still, I think they were still allowed to be married and have children. Oh, and I bet too. they were using their religious status to abuse their power. And... Probably. I, I, well, probably women would like fall for them too. Like yeah. there was no, like, think about it. If there's no musicians, there's no comedians, there's no <laughs> right. actors, right. who are the hoes going to go to? The hoes yeah. are going to go straight to the priests. <laughs> they go to the jesters, though. They had comics back then, but it was they, to do they, with like a floppy hat. Yeah, but they were like cruise ship comics. Like yeah. they couldn't get out of line at all. They got killed. They yeah. were still rock stars. They were just like had white hair and it's like, what's the, the deal with the latrine that you have to shit in? <laughs> <laughs> what is the deal with Cornish Game Hen? The white hair play the piano that was later. That was that was like. The oh, you're saying this is yeah. okay. Yeah. This is like a dude plucking a lute. Yeah, right? I would like to find out. Yeah, probably right? a harp. <laughs> I want to like have a timeline. There, of actually, what was the there is the this idea that the guy, the itinerant uh, singer that would come to town and like pluck the lute and tell like the tale, was always fucking everybody of everywhere course. he went through That's town. That's got to be who we, sure. who we all came from. It was like Robert Plant. We came from the jesters. <laughs> they, that's rock star versus comedian. Right, we were the people who would like come in on a wagon. Yeah, like, like juggling no balls money. of manure, you know, like the king has the ears of an ass. I would like you hit you on we, the head with a baguette. Comedians. Do you think that you guys have like genetic ancestry to former comedians? 
Um, <laughs> I believe in that more than Moshe does. Do you I believe feel, in it? I don't believe. I just feel like I have a blood memory of like, like for example, I do think there are people in comedy who are doing it because that's where like the energy is right now, and they're just like trying to like make money and right actors. I, yeah, or yeah. whoever. Or, I, I think it's moved beyond that. It's like now it's like everybody that you would have been a DJ when I was like seventeen <laughs> is now a comedian. Right. There it's, is a lot of that. It's cool. I, it's I cool. Bother you guys. Well, what I was gonna, I don't really care. I mean, I think you just have to like focus it on you? yourself. It doesn't bother me. I think it's cool because w- when you go big, then the ten percent of geniuses that wouldn't have started if it wasn't cool will start, mm. and then the ninety percent of people that were going to be garbage, th- what do they? They don't matter. Damn, ninety ten, huh? Uh, f- probably less. Probably ninety nine one. No, mm. you of think? genius. Oh, a person yeah, that maybe. starts comedy that uh, to becoming like a. Forget genius. Person that starts comedy does a set at an open mic to becomes like one of the like great comedians. Like you know, e- even in the top ten percent of comedians, that's 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 got to be one percent. That's the point that Todd I don't know Glass if my math made. Works. <laughs> but the problem with it is like you say, once they start, because the ninety nine point nine percent that start never even make it. That's part of it. Yeah, but co- like it's like the one percent that do the point one percent that actually become professional comedians. Like, how many people out of your group of open micers that you used to hang with, how many are still doing stand up? This is a bad ratio because how many of them have a TV show? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Things have changed. <laughs> like it's easier to be famous now, so your ratios are a little off. Dude, open I remember. Mic nights I remember when open I would. Micers? Well, yeah, no, the 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 numbers are very are, are stark. I I remember when I first started. Like I would have, I would have fucked, let a man fuck me fifty times to get like a Montreal spot, and now it's like young, yeah, fifty times. <laughs> I've thought about it a lot, and they would, uh, they would rub my back very gently and what smoothly. What about a big man like Alonzo Bowden? Okay, the, he could do twenty five times. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I looked at Alonzo Bowden's fingers once, and I was like, there are men with dicks smaller than your finger. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it's crazy. See him online. I was, it's There's so... no dick smaller than your finger. Yeah. Oh, well, that's rough, if that's true. It's true. Anyway, Alonzo, if you're listening, every time I look at your hands, all I think of is dicks. Wow. <laughs> Small dicks. Interesting. But, <laughs> but my point was, oh, is that I would have done anything for right. a Montreal spot or 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 a spot on, on, on The Tonight Show. And now there's young comics who are like, are like nah, I, I, I'm not really trying to like be a second lead on a show right now. I'm really waiting around for my vehicle. Things have changed. I dated a girl that was like that. She really? was like, I don't want to do TV. I'm holding out for film. Because I was on a television show at the time, and she was uh, it's like saying that she didn't want to do TV. It's like it was beneath her. Oh, and you're doing TV yeah. at the time. Yeah. I took was an that news radio? Class. Uh, yeah, yeah. I took an acting class show. with. I'm a, I'm a fan of that show. I took an Thank acting you. class with Paris Hilton, and she and the teacher was like, "Who wants to do TV?" And everyone raised their hand except her. And he was like, "Who wants to do just movies?" And Paris Hilton raised her hand. <laughs> of course, she wants to be legit. <laughs> That's so funny. Wait, that was the was... thing in the '90s. Yeah, I guess. Do you know that Paris Hilton is one of the top highest-paid DJs in the world? She can't have good taste in music. Or be a DJ. She's not a DJ. Well, she also has like 20 perfumes. I and think also, what's comics a DJ? that suck should go into DJing. It seems like it's an open market. <laughs> it seems like you just dominate if you have half a sense of entertainment. Oh yeah, who's that guy who's got a billboard on Sunset? Moshe's like, he is like DJing at a swimming pool in Las Vegas. Oh, like it was a huge famous really celebrity serious... oh, uh, DJ. You know how in LA yeah. you'll always know what's happening in Vegas. Yeah. Like Paul Harris or one of yeah. those guys. And it was literally, so you look down and it's like Vegas Swim Club. It's like yeah. he's DJing a pool. <laughs> but those pools will have 15,000 people stuffed into the area it's going crazy. It's like a crazy. sex party. I mean, I if heard... I was a horny dude, that's probably where I would hang out. What about a horny girl? She's no, gonna I go. would not hang out there. She's on her way. <laughs> She's going. We're stopping there on the honeymoon tour. 
sure. Just wear a Nixon mask and just go crazy. <laughs> a Nixon mask. <laughs> I would like a beautiful naked woman body. <laughs> yes, with a Nixon mask on. Yeah. The, I heard that they recently, this could be bullshit, started making more money on their nightclubs than on the, than on the casinos. That's got to be true. Um, it may be. I don't know. I don't know what the numbers are, but I imagine they make a lot of money on the casinos. It I'm seems sure like it. Well, because there's people uh, like... What's up? I just heard John Taffer, that guy that does Bar Rescue, talking about it on another, mm-hmm. another interview. He said uh, they'll go in on Friday night and make about 500000 bucks for their club show and then wake up the next morning and do the pool at noon for 150 and no, leave no, no. in the Hold afternoon. On. No, no, you're talking about the actual performers. The We're DJ. talking about the club itself. Oh. We're talking about the casino. That the casino makes But imagine money. that. If the DJ well, makes $650,000 for a weekend, you got to multiply that by, yeah. what, 20 a hundred percent. Well, oh, then yeah. they have the odd person like I am on that show Dice about Andrew Dice Clay. Have you ever had him do the show? Oh, many times. <laughs> so as you know, I mean, I didn't Dice, know that this here? was a real thing, but in the show, the whole premise is that he's paying off his gambling debt to the casino because it's like $800,000 and it's the only way he can pay it back. But that's a true story. Yeah. He was in debt. Like he would lose $800,000 in one night. So as yeah. long as they have people like that. They must be making a lot of money, right? Yeah, there's always going to be people There's like always, that. like, the old lady, like, putting in nickels, but then there's also, like, dice. But you also have to think, like, how much money does it cost to run a casino? The overhead is insane. Right. It's also, they also exist in this odd, like, Venn diagram of, like, a legal business and an old world, like, criminal enterprise. Yeah, like, it's and like, I don't wait, mean that in a mafia way. The, like, don't they have, like, India? Like, why is it even legal for them? For on- them to let someone rack up an $800,000 debt, like... A normal business business would say, sir, you're $20 over your limit, so yeah, we're going to... They just know, like, he's got credit. He's yeah. dice. He's going to make money. He's my, dice. He's going oh, to make money. He uh, gambled away the deed to his house at the Riviera. And, like, they just <laughs> lost my, hurt my Nana's wedding ring. Mm. And then someone told me when I was at, I was at Foxwoods, because I was performing, and they said that... At Mohegan Sun, they're like, yeah, it's re- gotten really bad at Mohegan Sun. When you gamble away your car, they won't even give you a ride home. But we at Foxwoods are giving people rides home. <laughs> like it's happening. Like people are just like, they run out of money. And they're like, okay, I can win it all back if I just sell the car. Right. And it's and like the they, car's gone. Yeah. Here's what's interesting, though. If you win, they ban you. Like my friend <laughs> right. Dana. Like how is that If legal? you lose, they Dana, you White, home. Dana White is a notorious gambler, but he wins millions of dollars sometimes. He's Whoa. won. I think he said he lost as much as one million dollars, and he's won as much as seven million in a night. Whoa. Holy shit! Has yeah. he gotten banned from places? Yes. He couldn't really. Yes, Dana. Yes. But he's a celebrity. That's Dude, so not weird. Not only does he get banned, but he gets banned, and then he pulls the UFC out of them. Like they used to do UFC at the Palms, and he killed the Palms, and the Palms banned him. So he's like, "Fuck you! I'll ban you." We're gonna move to the Hard Rock or wherever the hell they moved next but yeah they they've banned him from a bunch of casinos because he's really good at blackjack wow can you what stakes is he, what what's the minimum bet for the dana white blackjack i, w- I wish i knew that sounds fucking crazy he's, how he's, is that legal to ban someone once they win at the thing you're because saying because i'm saying these casinos are not good. fully legal they're like in this weird area they reserve the right to ban you if you kick their ass which is crazy. Can they say you're card counting or something? You're not card counting. I mean, even if you are, it doesn't matter. It's legal. I mean, you can do whatever the fuck you want, I think. I think it's as long as it's on your head. If you're not using a calculator or something. It's technically within the rules of the game. Because yeah. your, your job is to sit down and... I guess cal- card counting... But blackjack, they mean, have a... Though? I mean, you're supposed to not know. Like, if you, right. say if you have knowledge, you're supposed to ignore it. 
Right, I mean, if you know how to count cards. That's so stupid. It's like a girl going to a bar and watching a guy roofie your drink. Oh, can't pay attention to that. It's not the rules. <laughs> like, it's you a- know what the fucking rules are, right? The rules are, like, if you know how many decks they're using and you know right. what, what you know, cards when go in to that hit deck. and when not to hit and just play it smart and count and think and calculate. I didn't know it's like that. I, also, the what roofie. drives? <laughs> why does Dana White? Was a reach, right? <laughs> why does Dana the roofie thing? Yeah. We all accepted it. Dude. Sort of. It's your house. We were like, "Aha, Joe, you got yeah, that." Yeah, but I was like, "Hmm, it's probably not good." <laughs> uh, why? Why does Dana White gamble? Or, I have no or, idea. Or who's the, the famous basketball player that like? Oh, Charles Barkley. What drives those people? They're so rich. Why? Thrills. What oh is, yeah. Also, what, people that have been hitting the head a lot. Dana's been hitting the head a lot. Um, notoriously impulsive and uh, notoriously susceptible to addiction, whether it's gambling addiction, alcohol really? addiction. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big part of CTE with chronic traumatic encephalacy, mm. uh, which you see, I think I said it right. That's uh, brain damage from getting hit in the head. A big part of it. Is he, man, a, is he a fighter or something? He was. Did a lot of boxing when he was young. He's been, Whoa. Has dome rattled. Yeah, got, it, times. got that dome rattled. You're not supposed to get punched in the head ever, right? You're definitely not supposed right. to get punched in the head multiple times a day for, for years. Work. <laughs> what about like yeah. you train, right? Yeah, I don't do any kickboxing sparring anymore, at all. Though. No, because of that. Yeah, and even in jujitsu, you like slam into someone's knee accidentally or a head. You get your head bonked, your dome yeah. rattled. But it's not that common. But when I was kickboxing, boy, I got hit in the head a lot to the point where I just like sometimes I think about some of the decisions I've made. I'm like, what's going on in there? Like, uh-huh. what's, what screws are loose? What's, even with headgear, you're saying you're oh, still. Oh, it's worse. Headgear's uh, worse. Because I don't watch headgear, a lot. It actually makes an, uh, an uh, artificial lever. Like, say if your head is this large, it means if you clip it here, it's got more of a fulcrum effect. Uh-huh. Whereas if your head is smaller and compact, then you just take it here. Uh. So Richard Nixon That's, mask would be bad because yeah. he had a big old chin. Knock him, knock him loose a little bit. Depends on how thick the rubber is in the mask. But the, the idea is not necessarily just the initial impact. It's how much your head moves. Like, how much, like the stronger your neck is, the less likely you are to get brain damage. So these guys do a lot of neck exercises just, to, just to keep their head stable when it gets hit. The idea is like the more your head moves, the more your brain's going to swish around inside your dome and, and break off the connective tissue. That's also part of the problem is connective tissue, this like really soft, almost like cotton candy-like tissue that connects your brain to the skull. Would that you, stuff gets ripped up. Would you rather be a NFL, whatever the guy that, linebacker? Is that what it is? Sure. Or a like long-term prize fighter? Long-term prize fighter, for sure. Really? long-term prize fighters can get through it. Like there's guys like Bernard Hopkins that you know fought into his 50s, who speaks well, you mm-hmm. know. And there's, um, see, the problem is even guys that speak well, there's the weird shit that they do, the impulsive stuff. There's they're like if you talk to people that are CTE experts, they tell you some really disturbing things about brain damage, about how it manifests itself, and the weird things that men find themselves doing. They don't even know why they're doing it; they're just doing it. And like real impulsive behavior and just stomping on the gas on the highway and just like weird gambling stuff and sex stuff and drug stuff. And a lot of it is connected to CTE. What if you looked over and Natasha was crying, looking just at no, me? No, I just, when I see Moshe, Moshe, you do all of those When I those see Moshe things. watching, is it MMA, like where they're like doing 69 and just writhing? <laughs> How I are just, they doing it? They're writhing? You're like, yeah, it's like they're just like. <laughs> Like one's got the head in the in his dick, and then the other one's got his <laughs> head in his dick, yeah. and they just kind of like writhe back and forth. Mm. You and know, then Joe is like, like one of the, the main the commentator for the. No, for the I know. UFC. I still don't understand. And that's what you it. say, right? He's got oh, he got, he's got his head in his dick, and they're writhing. Folks. Sometimes I have said things along those lines. 
<laughs> I see. I it's listen. It's an odd sport. You have to understand. From a woman who's like not into sports and then sees that. <laughs> It's it's I it's like I don't understand it. She comes in and she says always did, derisively. Did your team win? I'm like, there's not. <laughs> there are no teams. You, you know there are teams. Yes. Oh purpose? yeah. Wow. I mean, I'm just there you yeah. Go. <laughs> um, and they're barefoot. And like they maybe defense, have been that's fucking. That's the video game. That's the, the video game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the video game lets you get a little gayer than the yeah, actual the video sport game. Looks, well, oh wait, actually yeah, that one. That's them. a good one. <laughs> you can actually fuck a guy. Those in are a women video. though, yeah, aren't they? That's a great game. Could be. No, that looks like a dude. That's a, that's a dude caught in a triangle. So it's people who don't, they don't care about brain damage, though? Like, but these, this seems... sport, you get, this sport brain <laughs> Why is that funny? Like, don't you think that's important? Yeah. They it's don't care about they the cartilage care. that connects their head to it's their. It's not cartilage. It's or the connective tissue. Connective it's tissue. It's not that it's, it's not that they don't care. It's just that this is something that they started doing when they were young. They got really good at it and they see it as a path to make mm. a career. And they like thrills. They like doing things dangerous and excitement and exciting. Some of them just accept the risks, and some of them say, "I would rather live a dangerous life that's exciting than a really fucking boring life." I can respect that. Sitting on the couch, atrophying. I can respect that. I mean, I, of course. This is funny though. This is like this is like going to like on Da Vinci's podcast and being like, <laughs> I don't know about this art stuff. I don't I know mean, about this. Joe can take it. I'm no, just I think you're right. No, what, you're right. My perspective is when I see it. But I now now when you put it like that too, it's like what what's the alternative? Get a get a job in a factory or get a job. We I mean, all that, die. I mean, this is temporary. This is not going to last, right? Mm -hmm. So for them, it's like, how am I going to use my meat vehicle? Yeah. And am I going to use it for fun and just go crazy and... <laughs> I mean, that's uh, that's the thought process behind it is like, yep, I know I'm doing damage to it. And, you know, I know a lot of guys that I've known when they were in their prime where they were just killing everybody. And now they are broken. That's They're crazy. broken. Like they, I know guys who can't even brush their teeth. Really? They, their shoulders really? are so shot. They have to like brush their teeth left handed and they suck at it. That's and they, crazy. They're going to fucking move their head. And how old are they? In their 30s. What? There, yeah. There is something about the human animal that wants... It's an interesting facet of humanity that wants to achieve greatness for some reason. I was well, the, the glory of winning in that, too, is also directly related to the danger of doing it. Mm -hmm. It's like there's something dangerous about it that makes it super exciting if you pull it off. It's winning a fight is it's a crazy feeling. It's even more because you're making all these other people happy too. Because people have like voted on you know or vote, how do you do it? You vote on them. <laughs> root for you. Root for you. Whatever. Like you bet on them. But people, I mean, it's like you're. It's so many people. Just I've noticed so many people get their mood is changed if their team wins. So it's like. Oh, that's the problem with sure. MMA though. I I re when Chuck Liddell started losing is when I st I realized like. MMA is not a good sport for like having to have your guy win because right. eventually your guy will always lose. Oh, really? Always because they'll get older. That's like just the inevitable reality. As opposed of, to a team that a team, swaps people out. Exactly. The <laughs> team is, young is dynamics. So your team can always be a winner. But if you root for one fighter, that fighter will get old and the young people will come in. And, and by fighter, old, it's like 38. Yeah. No, that's way old. Oh, really? 38 is way old. So like 32 or something. <clears throat> Especially now with drug testing. It used to be back in the day that when you would get tested, you would, it was really like, they would say it's like an intelligence test. It's more than a drug test. Like, just don't take anything the, mm -hmm. the remaining few days before your test, and they're just testing your pee for, like, really obvious stuff. 
But now it's super comprehensive, and they use USADA, the U.S. Anti-Doping Association, and they they fucking crawl up your ass with a microscope. They, people, they wake you up. Checking for what? Do people Drugs. watch you pee? Yes, they they're look, in the they room with look you. Look at your dick, because guys have used rubber dicks. Yeah, oh, I've, I I went to rehab oh. when I was a kid, so I know I knew yeah. all the tricks. The wizenators. I rem- or you'd get your homie to piss into a bag, and you'd have the bag in your pocket. Mm-hmm. But what kind of drugs are MMA people doing? Steroids. Pal- steroids. Oh right, it's not like the- you're Mar- so hilarious. Well, you know nothing about it. Like, well, that doesn't even that, make sense. But isn't why that tested Ill- for drugs? Isn't that illegal? Isn't it illegal? So they're all doing. Why, they, why would they do it if it's illegal? Joe, I gotta Wait. say, your impression of Natasha is spot on. <laughs> I don't I mean, even the- understand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. What my, are the rules? You're just, allowed to do illegal drugs or no? I now now I I'm horny. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I just thought that people had, uh, you know, standards and <sighs> that they wouldn't do that, but that you're saying they would all do it if they could. No, not all. There's definitely a, a core group of champions who have never thought about taking drugs and still don't. Thank the you. problem but with steroids There's is, a lot to do. The problem with steroids also is that when one person starts doing it, yep. the person beneath him we'll either lose. will lose or has to be pressured to do it. And so it creates this like... I'm yeah. sorry if people out there are upset that I'm not a sports fan. Um, <laughs> Don't think about them. Let's I just talk. Do you believe that's what's you do you, holding Natasha. us back? Don't sweat it. You do? I don't. I mean, I'm just like you not, think sports are holding us back. No, I, as I mean, is that what you mean? I think she's doing a bit. What's elevating us? Um, if that's well, holding us back, what's elevating? us? I just us? think making sports like our main thing. I, I hate when sports are on in any sort of public establishment. I think it's aesthetically. <laughs> oh, okay, I won't. I won't. Nothing go into wrong it. with it. Just no, go ahead. Talk. Be yourself. It's okay. You don't like when you see sports in an establishment. I find it depressing. Depressing. Mm-hmm. What, what about Law and Order? When you watch that. That's, uh, that's like one notch down, but very depressing. <laughs> what but about CSI? <laughs> oh, they, I love oh, CSI. They pull the head off the carpet and the blood <laughs> sticking to the head. It's been dead N- for hours. Natasha, I will say, is uh, is extremely connected to aesthetics more mm. than any human being I've ever met in my life. I think tennis is a nice aesthetic. There you go, aesthetics. <laughs> okay. I would. I would. So that's a sport. I know. That's okay. I think like a tennis match, yeah, I could handle that. Why is that okay? And like honestly, because I like how they like how they dress. What about basketball? No, no. I hate those long you don't like black shorts. People. No, I don't <laughs> sorry, like baseball or well, football. That's what I mean by aesthetics. She hates it when there's a dark. Black aesthetic. people play tennis. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of chicks. They're really good at it. <laughs> I mean, I think it's, I, it's not a probably thing though. It's probably <laughs> because I grew up and I was always the last to get picked for sports because I'm so uh, small. So maybe that's why I hate you're it. So if you tiny. really want to go deep. When I hug you, I'm always worried I'm gonna break you. You you weigh like 80 pounds. I How weigh much do you 105. Weigh? You do I'm not. not that small. Come on, you do not weigh 100 pounds. You're lying to yourself. Do you do no, weigh yourself I in do. with clothes on? I mean, I'm not like that skinny. I'm just small. She yeah. weighs 105 while we fuck, and Whoa. it's 100 when we're not fucking. I have a five-pound dick. <laughs> I mean, and I didn't, I didn't want to mention that. I asked Natasha not to bring it up, but wow. it's, it needs to be said. Yeah, I've got an Alonzo Bowden, uh, two Alonzo Bowdens. I don't know what I'm talking about. Four Alonzo Bowden I'm fingers. just teasing you about the sports. <laughs> no, you don't have to tease me. I don't like sports. I also don't like the, video games. The only thing I watch is fighting. I, I literally don't watch sports. I don't, I don't even know the rules. Like you don't someone, like any sport other than MMA and boxing? No, I don't watch them. I don't, I don't even know when they're happening. Like when someone says, oh, did you see the NBA championship game? I'm like, oh, when was it? And they're like, it was last night, man. You didn't watch? I'm the same. It was the, the thing. The only sport I watch is MMA and have watched consistently since I was a kid is MMA and then boxing very secondarily and then I can't get into kickboxing at all. Really? Do you ever watch why. Glory? 
I've seen clips of everything. I don't know why I can't. I can't get into because I like MMA much more than boxing. But Mm. and you would think I would be more into kickboxing than boxing, but I'm not. Sports just seems like men exercising. (laughs) That's that's funny. (sighs) But like, I just that's. I mean, I know it's more than that, but that's how (laughs) I see it. Like, if you saw opera, you'd probably be like, "This just seems like fat people singing or screaming." I've seen opera. Do you like it? No. Yeah. <laughs> um, I felt like it was this like antiquated form of in- entertainment that I watched. I was super duper high when I went to see it because I knew I, I knew I had to see it. And Why did like, you have okay. to see it? Oh, just I had to do a favor. So uh, <laughs> when I when I went to watch, I was like, listen, I'm just gonna blaze out of my fucking mind. That's go a see good this. instinct. But what's interesting is I what I really started paying attention to was uh, all the people in the audience. And there's like this class of people that probably live in like Bel Air and Beverly Hills and want to be seen at the opera. And it's like a big deal to say they're going to the opera. And I was like watching this. I was like, they can't possibly like this. Like even if they like it, they don't like it that They don't like it like people like the UFC. That's true. That's true. You're right. <laughs> no, Have you been 100% true. true? It is when true. But he's saying so they're it's all like, pretending to no, like it? No, there's a different level to yeah. what they like. It's not true. It's like sophisticated entertainment. I mean, like we went to the, or- to the orchestra, the symphony recently and Moshe hated it I've been I went to the the symphony when I was a kid with my grandma she used to take me and there are some bangers you know bangers yeah you know like dun 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 that's like that's a hot banger you know that he was just in there like doing his thing but we went to see I don't even who was it Mahler and you read the description of Mahler and it's like laminations on death not discordant and not pleasant to listen to so we're gonna go sit down for an hour and a half performance of like something that in its description is like Natasha, you didn't like it either, did you? No, and there was like a lot. Moshe got in a fight with two different elderly people. He did tried you? to help this woman. There was. I was walking in. People are on like double crutches. It's so old, you can't imagine it. It's like it's so old and so white. It's like unbelievable. You can't believe <laughs> it, you know. Right. And I was walking in, and this old man was uh, sitting down. He's like. 85 and so I told him he started to get up to let me through I go you don't need to get up I can kind of crawl around you and he goes we're not all as young as you some of us are gonna die soon (laughs) and I was like oh I'm trying to like I go I just read the Wikipedia page so I go like oh well I guess that's what we're here to listen to right (laughs) and the guys nothing iced me out (laughs) and I sit there like bored and the worst and it's got it's the worst kind of symphony, Mahler, because it always seems like it's ending. It'll be like, da-da-dun-dun-dun, and you're like, cool, let's get the fuck out of her. Dun-da-da-dun-dun. It's just like But then never... what about the old lady who yelled at you and she almost fell down the, the stairs? Then as we were leaving, I was an old man, and he was so feeble and, and wobbly that I was staring at his body, like, in my mind. You ever have this kind of situation where you're like, this, this is going to... This person's gonna fall. I can feel it in my bones way <laughs> right. before it happens. We're like yeah. way up on the rafters. <laughs> well, in the steepest possible, like oh. it would, and I could feel it. Like this guy's gonna fall. He's too feeble. He's too old to be ascending these stairs. And he, sure enough, does. He just starts to like tip over, and he still goes for it. And because I was already like looking at him, I grabbed him by like the 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 top, the collar, and the bottom of his jacket, and I just like held him upright. <laughs> oh my god! And he fucking like. Just like shoved me off of him, gave me a dirty look, and stormed off. And I was like, I just saved your fucking life, you old bitch. He wanted to go. Maybe he wanted to go. Right. Maybe he was what a good way to go. He's like, I listen to Mahler. I listen to Mahler and I'm out. Depressing okay. shit, pretends he slips. Listen to his wife complaining about her stool. 
I saw more blood in my stool. And he's like, I'm just going to fall. You know what my grandma? It's glorious. I'm on a good steep angle. You know what my grandma said to me? No, what she said to me on her deathbed, like days before she died. She looked at me and she said, if there is a God, he saves the worst part of your life for the very end. (laughs) I was like, bye. Bye, Grandma. I've been thinking about that because I was like, going into like an old person's home seems so depressing. Like, I would never want to do that to go away from your your stuff and your house, you know, mm. like, I'm just trying to think what's the best way to go. I think well, it would old be... people by themselves in a home well, alone when they're dying themselves? is super depressing too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When right. I lived in New York, when I first moved there, I stayed with my grandparents in New Jersey and my grandmother had had an aneurysm. They gave her 72 hours to live. She lived 12 years. Wow. Yeah, dude. And it was, how were r- those 12 years? Rough. I was yeah. only there living with them for a few months. I think I lived there for <clears throat> Maybe five months, six months, but it was bad. It was bad. Like my grandfather, they had a, a nun or a nun. A nurse would come over and they would help, but this like, she would have horrible bed sores. She couldn't move. She was paralyzed. Oh, she, she was completely vegetabilized. No, she would talk a little bit. Uh-huh. Her teeth were falling out. They had oh. all fallen out. It Did was, she want to live horrible. at that point? No, no, no. But no. I do think like the two ways, the two main ways to die are like to have a deathbed. Like that seems kind of glamorous because then you could like call people to you and give them wisdom <laughs> and like have last words. <laughs> No, but if if you die in an accident, then you never get to have any of that. No, but the you third way you can't have like the, those funny last words. Wait, the third way. What is what is you your bit about your grandma on her deathbed? I don't remember. Oh, the third. The third way, though, is to go mad and to shit your pants and to... Oh, my grandma didn't die like that, though. That's just a joke. My grandma uh, did. My grandma's great fear her entire life was becoming a feeble, senile person that was babbling right. to herself. The... And, of course, it came true. Because the only way to avoid that is to have a heart attack or, or an accident. I you feel know? bad that I say that about my nana. It's oh, just a dumb joke. No. Well, you know, they have assisted death now in California. And 11 people did it on, like, the first day. They're That's like, crazy. Check, please. My, my, my 11 absolutely. people did it in the first day? Yeah, which I absolutely believe. Even. I mean, I think, God damn it, why do we need to have people die of natural causes when they're f- horribly suffering and what on if they're their way depressed? out? That's a good question, right? It's like, what is suffering? Right. Is it, if you're physically fine, you have a 70 beats per minute resting heart rate, you have no cancer, but you just- Five pound f- dick. Every day, five pound dick, <laughs> every day, hating life. Yeah, it's crazy. They, yeah. In Scandinavia, where they've had euthanasia for a long time, um, they, they've started to accept that. The, the, a person who's suffering from chronic depression can opt out and take assisted suicide as a means to escape their depression. Isn't a part of the problem with prob- with chronic depressions like we don't know what they're feeling? Yeah. Like if you if like someone if you have a broken arm like okay I broke my arm I kind of get it but yeah. if someone says I have chronic depression I was like okay what does it feel like I don't know I don't know what your depression is and and your chronic depression might be different than another person's and another person's like. How, and how do you know that it can't be turned around with a pill or with yep. exercise and diet? And if you did turn it around, like I have friends that were suicidal and now they're super happy. So it's hard. Right. Well, the problem is the main one of the main tenets of depression is hopelessness. So if you can't right. feel at all hopeful, how are you ever going uh, right. to try to get your way out? Another yeah. strange thing about mental illness in my experience, and I have a lot of it in my family uh, and is that it always look not always but it off except for schizophrenia and stuff looks obviously like that person's sick and can't help it but with depression or alcoholism that kind of thing it always feels like you could act differently if you just tried a little bit harder you could not be doing this you could be less depressed you could go apply for a job you could get up it looks but schizophrenia is like a schizophrenia you stricken. can see is impossible but it looks to the normal brain like 
close enough to normal that they could just change their circumstance if only they tried harder and mental illness is maybe the inability to try harder so it's very seductive to the normal brain to think of mentally ill people as like lazy or not trying to get better yeah i just think it's one of those very odd things to quantify almost right. impossible like i don't know what you're feeling you know and what is like what's normal for some people you know, and like some people are just ecstatic all the time. And like, what what is normal for them? And also, antidepressants are like literally just a chemical experiment with somebody's brain. Yep. Like, oh, if I tinkle this and do this. Yeah, and but I know people who, ever since they started taking antidepressants, it's changed their life 100%. and their life's way sure. better. Sure. Have you ever taken? Either of you ever taken an antidepressant? No. Someone gave me some Adderall once. That's that's not similar. The same. <laughs> that was fun. I've been on anti. I was on antidepressants when I was a kid. When I was a uh, like 13, 12. Do you year remember old, your personality changing? I remember my brain doing things to me that I didn't like. Like and what? Physically, like I started to see things in the horizon of my vision. I started to uh, my I started to feel like less hungry. I started to like. Wait, what to see things in the horizon of your vision? Like, what do you, you mean? know. Oh, like actual apparitions? Not apparitions, like uh, like sort of like sort of hallucinogenic fractal situations. You know, I started uh. to see that. And I just like I could feel it tinkering with my brain. I, of course, Ooh. what was happening was I, I was getting given uh, antidepressants to combat like being a juvenile delinquent, like druggy, and so it wasn't. It wasn't treating, fixing it, it wasn't or treating a thing right that way. existed. So, so I, a psychiatrist gave you this? Yeah, I was all fucked up with, mm. with psychiatrists. Psychiatrists will give you... That's the real problem, right? They'll give it to people that don't need it. That's and, what's happening with the opioid crisis. Like, they'll, people will just, like, they'll just give you OxyContin. Like, mm -hmm. it just seems so crazy. It is crazy. This doctor yeah. told me this weekend, I was talking to this uh, a family member that's a doctor, that it takes eight days of, of a regimen of, of uh, what's the drug in the, in the current, the, there's one drug that the, all the opiate addicts are getting addicted to. It's, it's not Oxycontin? It's not Oxycontin. It's a, fentanyl? Yeah, yeah, fentanyl. It takes Super eight, eight days to get hooked and a, and a treatment regimen is something like 12 days. So it's like everybody that's given the treatment regimen for regular pain is is having to kick it when they yeah. get off, and that's why that's why we've got a crisis. That's incredible. That eight days in, you're hooked. It's, it's insane. Because everybody who takes, if you break your leg or something, they give you fentanyl. No, I don't know why they give it to you. Why wouldn't yeah, they just give you medical do. marijuana? For a broken leg? Well, I don't know, for pain. It's real simple. I mean, you're saying it like you haven't thought it through, like because they, they make a lot more money selling you something you can't get anywhere else. I'm too naive. <laughs> Doctors are, isn't that like the first rule of being a doctor? We're not going to hurt you. They We're not have do relationships with pharmaceutical companies. I mean, it's a, it's a standard thing. I don't want to believe that people are like that. But there's also, also a bunch of doctors that are ignorant to the actual positive benefits of pot. They have a negative association about pot. People don't smoke pot. But oftentimes. also, to get real, like if you have a compound fracture, you don't, what you need is more than medical marijuana. At least what? at first. You don't agree with me? Oh, you would take no, your bone is but your bone sticking out of medical. your leg and you yeah, put it you, hurts. Pop, you pop it back in and what you what would you take only Yeah, once you get the cast on it, you're fine. It's just you just sit there. It sucks when you move, but you don't have to take that stuff. You don't. And medical marijuana supposedly they did a recent test and ninety three percent of people with chronic pain preferred marijuana over opiates. God, I can my mom has pain and like she's never tried drugs and I just can't get her to try, you know, like she, there's such a stigma. Yeah. Like she'd probably try fentanyl before because a doctor, sure. a doctor said it was okay. Then marijuana. I wish we could change wow. the. We I are am slowly. not a fan of pain pills. I hear you. Me I got either. my knee reconstructed and I didn't take anything. 
I just really? Was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm not taking them. Well, you took marijuana though, or drink, no? I wasn't pot. even smoking pot back then. How much did you suffer? It's not that bad. It's just pain. It depends on your tolerance it's just, it's for the pain. Kind, yeah, it's the kind of pain that you just go, okay, well, that's what that feels like. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I know what that is. You know, back pain is one of the harder ones. Look how many tattoos it's like everything you do. That's a very overrated pain, by the way. It it's almost hurt? nothing. It's like scratches. It feels mm-hmm. like this. Yeah, no, I've heard like people scratching. say it hurt more than anything in their life. So you're just tough. <sighs> Those people are pussies. <laughs> I know really, a lot of pussies. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt that. It just doesn't hurt that much. It really just it just absolutely does not hurt that much. There's spots where it's not comfortable, like um, bones, like with oh. elbow bone when they go over the elbow bone, and oddly enough, like right when they get like close to your chest, that's painful. But not childbirth. It's fucking manageable. You just go, whoa. It's like, just, I think a lot of it is just how you think about the of pain. Of course. And you fester. What's the most painful, does anyone know what the most painful thing a human being can experience is? What's like the, the top threshold? It God. seems to me a compound fracture is as bad as it gets, but maybe I'm told, it just seems awful. Burning broken, to death probably hurts. Broken bones yeah. suck, and cu- but co- broken bone, a compound fracture is just a broken bone and, and a horrible laceration. Oh, right. I guess that's true. It's I had a broken arm and it wasn't that bad. But I think burning, I think you're right. Burning, burning is, is one of the most absolutely painful ones. Oof. Burning and not burning to death. I think that's, that's rough. The recovery yeah. process from... Do you know that when burn victims are in the hospital, other burn victims, random strangers, go to them and talk to them? Wow. I didn't know that. My, my friend Zach, uh, Zach Krager, who's a, a, from The Whitest Kids You Know and he's a successful actor. He's on that show Wrecked. Uh, he told me he burned himself at a party in the Caribbean, and in the Caribbean, people would go visit, burn victims from the Caribbean would go visit They're him. like a community, a like community AA or something? The, yeah, oh. because apparently the pain is so intense and insane that they- How mu- nice. It's well, interesting. Let me, uh, let me say this now before I forget. Um, people who love Steve-O, Steve-O did something. I don't know what the fuck he did, but on his Instagram, if you're going to Denver this weekend, Steve-O's going to be in Denver, he has horrible burns all over his body, and he's looking for some sort of an EMT to take care of him, like someone to help him dress his wounds, because he's still going to do his shows at the Comedy Works. What? And apparently he's going to, he won't tell the story of what happened to him, but he put it, because he wants to tell it on stage, but he put uh, these images, uh, we put a video of it up on uh, Instagram, and his fucking skin is falling what off of his fuck? arm. But he's still going to really do his bad. show? Yeah, it looks really bad. Don't do your show, dude. Go but to also the I want to say to Steve-O, if you listen to this, there's a new stem cell therapy that they've created for people that have burns, where they spray um, stem cells all over the burn and the healing time is radically reduced as well as the scarring. The scarring is radically reduced. So, you know another uh, thing they do? gotta look into that. They That's put tilapia crazy. skin on the burn. You heard about this? Whoa. There's fish like skin? Fish scales on burns apparently is one of the much, so much more healing than bandages. Whoa. I don't know why but it like creates this sort of, you know, skin on skin healing energy mm. apparently. Yeah, there wow. you go. Doctors trying orthodox prostitute burn victims using fish skin. That's fascinating. Um, Is Steve-O going to be okay? That seems Yeah, like he's going to be okay. But he's got, go to the uh, Steve-O Instagram page. So you can see it, but um, the stem cell treatment is pretty radical. Like they've shown people with third degree burns, they spray it on them, and in a couple of days, it's gone. Whoa. That's crazy. Yeah, like literally no scar, no nothing. It just heals. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean it's we're we're in a new world. Uh, not oh. this. The next one. The next one. Did he take it off? Oh wait, what about that one? Oh, that's wait a minute, a, he took it down. That's a video of him getting blood poured on his face. Oh, he took it down. Whoa, that's crazy. So he is. He was telling... asking for people to come and see him, 
um, in Denver. Like all that stuff all over his body, all those, uh, like he showed what that looked like. Click on that because it just seems like, yeah, fuck, this is one video that he had. Okay, this not, he's not going to show anything. But the next video, he showed what's going on under those bandages, and it's horrific. Oh, maybe it got flagged. <laughs> what's, what's the most painful thing you've ever experienced? Mm. I don't know. Um, I feel like I'm so lucky. What about you? You, not, you got nothing? I mean... Your shoulder? I'm a baby. Her shoulder like, popped out in Hawaii, and it was... That was not even that painful, though. It was. I just don't like getting like blood drawn. I felt very weak as a man at that moment. She popped out of the ocean, and her shoulder was like separated. From body surfing. And I was just oh, like... You you, did you get it MRI? Do you know what's going on? Oh, yeah. It was like three years ago. It was just a dislocated, it? yeah. Right, but no tearing or anything no. like that? No. I it still doesn't feel the same. Dislocated my shoulder. I didn't even know. Weird. Yeah, because I, I could see it physically on her body. Like all of a Although sudden, she doesn't have as much muscle like... as you. But I was looking at her arm, going like, I don't know what to do about that. Ooh. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I, I guess I could hoist her on my shoulder and walk back because it was like there was. A, it was I a just walk moved my arm and it came back. It just so. popped back. You're in. supposed to like for some people. You're supposed to like lay them down and stretch their arm, like right. pull it out, and then it'll fall back in. The most I know about Apparently. shoulder dislocations is from um, Lethal Weapon. Oh, so <laughs> slam them up against the Riggs. wall. And, yeah, and pop, he would yeah. do that. He would throw it in yeah. himself. <laughs> but some That's people it. just have loose shoulders. Like I know some girl mm -hmm. who like every time she has sex or like one out yep. of five times her shoulder becomes dislocated. I'll, I'll be honest, Joe. Natasha has some of the loosest shoulders in the game. Ooh. Yeah, maybe those girls are just like drama queens. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. No, they're always going like this, and they yeah. pop their shoulder out. Just like being hurt while they're fucking. I'm getting assaulted. It's like assault. Can you imagine though how bad that would be if you were fucking a girl and her shoulder got dislocated? Yeah, that, that would, would be really bad. I'd get her some pads, shoulder pads. Some shoulder, some strong, like some football some pads. Strong support, yeah. I do that anyway, just because I like a more masculine woman, so I like Thick her to be wearing big back, something with a helmet. <laughs> yeah, just like. So give, her, give her a little t TBI, traumatic booty injury. Wow. <laughs> Man, you guys would be in jail. It's so easy to go to jail now. Yeah, we should be in jail just for saying this, right? right. You can go we're to jail both, just for talking about married it. now, so we can... Aren't you glad to not be dating right now? Oh, yeah. It seems like a nightmare for everybody I know that is. Oh, yeah. It seems so scary. If you get lucky, you find someone that's awesome, it's great. It's a good time, and it's fun and exciting. But you guys feel like you got in right lucky. under the wire. <laughs> well, you know, I remember... <laughs> what does that mean? The like wire. the PC, like, you know, like now it's like if, if, if a girl wants to she can just say that she didn't consent and you'd probably oh, i'd make them find forms fill out forms that's what i mean just because they're doing the that so much but now. you didn't need forms i think you'd know? have a stack of them next to the bed just to let chicks know that it's, this is like really casual like they do that though all these so many forms all like, these big stars do that they make no. you like instagram tom cruise no like they the beat there was a story about justin bieber will make you like videotape yourself saying like i'm of sound mind and body and i choose to fuck justin bieber you know oh that makes sense <laughs> whatever <laughs> because he's, he's fucking so... a lot of skanks yeah yeah uh, allegedly <laughs> and uh you know they're probably trying to get over on him I yeah mean, i would imagine if you're that wealthy like you have to worry about everything you do all the time I i'm sure but there are a lot of guys who are probably trying to take advantage of girls so oh for sure Maybe there's more of that. Maybe that's on the rise. So it's bad for you boys. I, well, I think what even. It, I bet it's the same as it's always been. There's always been creeps and there's always been creeps on both sides. This is the, the thing is that there, well, there's more creeps in the man's side. Let's get real. <laughs> I mean, there's more like there's more psychos, maybe more crazy people that you date. But there's more predators that you as a, there are more male predators than there are female. predators. I'm sure there are female predators and there are psycho men. But if we were to really do some number crunching. You know, yeah, I would imagine it's not even. I've never I don't had think it's 50 /50. I've never had a, a experience that I was 
actively scared in. I've had experiences where I was like, I'm not spending the night at this girl's house because I don't know if I'd wake up. <laughs> but remember our friend, this girl emailed him. That was and a was... weird laugh. Well, I'm just saying that's that too real. It, it is real. <laughs> I remember this one girl, I was at her house and I was like, oh, I this person maybe would kill me in my sleep. She was, a, she was crazy. She was, I remember she kept, um, she was like real Hollywood, like, like punk trash right when I moved to town. You okay with this story? And uh, she, <laughs> She's she, so okay with it. she kept going, um, she kept uh, asking me to put a cigarette out on her. Nice. And I was like, I don't think I can do that. And I don't think I can do that. And I, but I would like kind of ash on her. I <laughs> 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 wasn't really ready for like full put. And then I remember that she was, um, she was, she kept, when she, she would go down on me and she would keep, kept like horribly like biting me in my genitals and she was like biting my balls i remember and i was like please stop that like please please no and then all of a sudden we kept like making out and then she looked down and she looked she was like what is that like uh the way you say uh what is that when somebody's got like an std right Right. you know that like what is this and i looked down and there was a fucking contusion in my nuts like a from her biting you from her bite she like burst a blood vessel and there was like a a, and then she was like mad about it she would no. She it's had done a it wound, and you not, cunt. and not, <laughs> she, uh, she had done it and not. Joe, have a little respect. My wife's in the room, so she's sucking my balls so hard that. <laughs> Uh, Most remember our friend, uh, the, the girl emailed him and said, just so you know, I know we didn't have sex, but if we had, oh, this is you didn't good... have permission and it would have been rape. Right. She goes, <laughs> what the fuck? Our friend was like, our friend was at, at Reed College, actually. Where, or not Reed. Yes, at Reed. At Reed. Not Evergreen, but Reed. Where it's like sort of the center of like the woke sort of PC campus right. culture. And that's she, the extreme. That's very extreme. She called him and said she was drunk, and she came on to him and was oh, like, God. "His name's Andrew Michon. He's a he's a oh I shouldn't say that. Oh I don't know. Oh maybe I Whoops. shouldn't say that. Too late. It's okay. Oh because I just well, feel like I'm it. telling his. He didn't do anything. No yeah. no. He she came on to him. Let's not say her name. Oh I don't know who she is, <laughs> okay, but he's good. a comedian, and I just figured he'd want to shout out. But at any rate, Hello. sorry, sorry <laughs> he's, a, he's a great comedian. Uh, he he definitely avoided he's at the punchline in San Francisco. August <laughs> <laughs> At any rate, he uh, he didn't hook up with her. She came on to him, and he was like, okay. I, "I'm not feeling this. No, thank wow. you." Went home, gay. went to bed, uh, gay guy, and uh, <laughs> and then she she texted him like a week later. Was like, "I just wanted to thank you for not taking me home that night because I was drunk. It wouldn't have been consensual. It would have been rape. So thank you." It's just like uh, why? <laughs> well, that's how a lot of people want to like es- firmly establish that though. That if you are an adult and you're drinking and you have sex, it's rape. Well, it is hard, though, because you have to understand, being a woman, you are so vulnerable. Like, men have more upper body strength. We do have a hole, and they have a thing that goes into the hole. Whoa, you're and... saying crazy things right now that no one knows. <laughs> no, but I'm Slow just down. saying it's like... If you're going to drop are... that kind of knowledge, You have to imagine it. yourself. Imagine yourself if you had a hole instead, and you didn't I have those it. muscles, and you were just walking around, you mm. know? Well, what is the idea is that women are af- men are afraid that women are going to laugh at them. Women are afraid men are going to kill them. <laughs> Yeah, those are both very different things. Yeah, but that's a reality. Is that the, it, just like when you say there's like the equal dispensation of predators on each side? It's like, well, no, there really aren't, right? That really well, is. I said, I said there's creeps on both sides. Well, I didn't uh, necessarily think it was equal. No, but what I mean is, and I'm not trying to. I wasn't doing that to like say. I might have even said that, but I, I probably was flippant. But my point is that, that that the world that women walk around in is one where they fear that the worst case scenario is they're going to be kidnapped raped and murdered yeah and our worst case scenario is prop usually is not that 
Yeah, well, exactly the rape part in particular. Most of the time, it's not that. And if it is, it's also from a fucking man. From a dude, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a, an argument with a guy who's a men's rights activist about that. He was like, actually, more men are raped than women. I go, <laughs> hey, stupid, they're raped by men, you yeah. fuck. You're just, right. you're just reinforcing the argument against men. That's like such a dumb argument. Well, they always... It's like they haven't even looked into it. They've like, they've like, it's such a surface thing to say. Like, have you done like the next step? Like, who's raping these kids? Oh, yeah. Yeah, guys, probably shouldn't bring it up. Yeah, you should probably shouldn't bring it up. If you want to support men, if you like your whole thing is that men are awesome, like men are actually the victims. We're raped more than women. Right. Like by what? Goblins? Like fucking <laughs> demons are coming in the middle of the night and raping you? That's yeah. such a good point. Yeah. Uh, by other men. But I, it's, this guy was saying it like I got you with this fact that I bet you didn't know. Well, because people like to talk in talking points. They don't like to, I, I mean, a lot you of You had people, that experience with the alt-right people on your show. What's that? Just that they, they don't think things through. Like, remember that guy was trying to tell you that the people at the Women's oh. March, he's like, how did they take off their, their work? And well, that, the, it's yeah. like, it was on a Saturday, <laughs> Yeah, dude. that's right. That was, oh, uh, we had this guy on, on the show that was like, the problem is it was all these out-of-work people that just, I don't know about, this was a talking point in the right about the Women's marches or just about protests in general. I don't know how these people are able to have such privilege that they can just take work off to go protest. It's like, first of all, there's a history of protests where people strike. That's the whole idea. But second of all, the Women's March in particular was on a Saturday. So. Who is this guy? Who is this guy? Name, the kid named Lucian Wintrich. No, you, I, you were asking like me a Milo like who is yeah, who is like a good alt-right person right. that's reasonable. I came to you because we were trying to get... Uh, Basically, we did the show, right? And we started with cultural appropriation. We ended with the alt-right, with meet the alt-right, mm. right? And so uh, we were trying really hard to really explore ideas, right? And I right. guess if there's if there's one thing I realized in the in the wake of... Uh, we definitely triggered the alt-right with that cultural appropriation thing. People were very upset that we even broached the topic without condemning it, essentially. And I, I think if there's one thing I realized in the wake of all of the show is like... There's one position I truly don't respect. It's I disagree with you, therefore f I won't listen to you. Fuck you. Yeah, that's that's really. There's nothing about that that I have any respect for. No, I completely agree. I think I want to know how you came to that conclusion. And yeah. oftentimes you could find if you. I mean, especially if you particularly disagree with something someone says, and you've thought your side through, and you talk to someone with an open mind, you can actually find like the holes in their logic, and it'll help you understand. Maybe you got some holes in your own logic, and you're 100%. not aware of them. And everyone exactly. has their own experiences they're drawing from to help sure. them come up with their way of thinking. So. I, and I definitely, in exploring all those topics, found just what you're saying. I found like the part of the gun argument that I really fully wrapped my brain and my heart around the the pro gun, the Second Amendment right. I mean, I, I'm still not like a, a wildly pro gun guy, but I totally, a hundred percent, had this understanding of where they were coming from that I never had before that really you know a lot of the condemnation of the left is that they condemn identity politics right and really when it comes to second amendment stuff uh, it re and also the truth is the alt-right too it's also identity politics it's just identity politics in the reverse it's not like leftist identity politics it's more gun owner identity like in other words when you condemn a gun owner you're you the liberal thinker is going oh I'm condemning guns I'm condemning violence and what you don't understand is you're condemning a person what they're hearing is you're calling them their identity their the thing that makes them passionate uh, illegitimate stupid and based in ignorance and violence and of course a person's gonna react and go go fuck yourself I'll never listen to your argument if you start your argument by basically telling them their whole lifestyle is bullshit yeah there's a real problem with 
the the gun ownership argument and one of the big problems is the mass shootings right everybody condemns mass shootings they're horrible they're terrifying and they only happen with most of the time with people with guns it's, i mean we've had some situations recently in europe where people are driving over people with cars and there's a lot of insane shit that's going on over there with that and then people have been stabbing people in some places but for the most part it's guns right but my thought on it is always that it's a mental health issue. There are more guns in this country than there are people. So if you have 300 million guns and every once a year or so one of these things happens and you have this mass shooting, this horrible tragedy, one of the most constant things is mental illness. Almost all those people are either on psycho, psychoactive medicine, either they're on some sort of a antipsychotic or an antidepressant or they're coming off of it. They have a history of psychiatric treatment, a history of, of illness, of mental illness. It's 100%. It's almost 100% of people that are like severely mentally ill. We have horrible standards for mental illness in this country, for people just being roaming around the street. And a lot of that came from Reagan. When Reagan let those yeah, people California. loose. Yes. When they let those people loose, that I means people need fucking treatment. They need help. It's a, it's a lot of them. It's a lot of people that are on disassociatives. They're on all these antipsychotic medication. They're fucked up, man. Like they have I, real issues. And then they can get a hold of guns. I agree with you. But I also think there's a flaw in that logic because the mass shootings didn't start commensurate with the shutting down of the mental health uh, facilities in California. When did they? I, they, they seem to me to be a more, I mean, Kent State obviously was the original. No, this, Kent State was the, the National Guard. I'm sorry. What was the one in the, in the tower in, in Austin? Te I'm sorry. In Texas. Yeah, in Kent Texas. State's in Ohio. Excuse me. Yeah, that that was like the first uh, right, the first yeah. big one. But the modern phenomenon of the mass shooting is a, is a it, it is a, a fairly modern one. It feels like the last 20, 10, 20 years. But right? you know that that guy in the tower was mentally ill. Like, oh, I'm not disagreeing with you at all that there's that mental illness is a huge part of the pie. But you're saying the Reagan thing. I'm not saying the Reagan thing is 100% the reason for it, but it's a big part of why there are so many mentally ill people that were released in that time. I mean, I can remember it when for I was sure. a kid because my dad was talking about it. He was like, it's crazy. There's like so many more homeless people now. That's Someone, and they're talking to themselves. They're all fucked up. Yep. We just abandon these human beings because their brains aren't working right. The, the idea was that Reagan shut down all the mental health facilities in California, and the idea was that they would be replaced by community centers where each community, each neighborhood would have like a check-in center. Yeah. And the check-in centers, of course, were never built. So the people just hit the streets. That I, was California. Was I thought it was when Reagan was president. I mean, changed the standards national, national, I, could, I could be wrong. Nationally, right? I could yeah, be wrong. I think it was when he was president. I might be wrong. I, it's all dark, And they man. never made the check-in places? They just didn't exist. I mean, what I, what I the only thing I was saying, though, was that it's there's something else happening in America that's like almost feels mystical or spiritual with it when it comes to mass shootings because it's like there are other countries with mentally ill people that have access to guns and m maybe it's that we that we have a, a less uh, a lesser standard of care for our mentally ill but Cal Canada also has people babbling on the streets although they have limited access to guns there's something else going on it feels like to me and I, this is totally anecdotal and just my opinion but it feels like to me there's some Thing that we don't understand that it is of course mental illness and it is of course access to guns and there's some third thing that people don't really can't put your finger on which is like why is this happening here why is it happening so much here mm, well it, it could be related to overpopulation it could be related to the uh, sort of established mindset of the American people like why are Canadians so much nicer when right. they're connected to us like you just like if you look at the landmass, there's no real line, but you go across I mean, that culturally. Yeah, they're they're way nicer. They're just nicer, you know. And they're 
they talk like us, they look like mm -hmm. us, they pronounce a few words differently, and they're way nicer. You know, and they don't get a lot of mass shootings up there. It's super uncommon. It's interesting. I mean, it's based on this. I think it's about the connection of America to its guns is based on its myth, its its uh, foundation mythology. It's religion in a weird way, right? The the religion of America, the greatest country on earth. The well, it's based. It's a lot of it's based on fear. I mean, it's freedom for sure, but a lot of like the tactical. Um, people like the people that are like really into what happens if Sony breaks in you got to be ready You got to pull that gun out in 2.2 seconds. You got to be able to ting 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 shoot those <laughs> targets I mean there's people that pra I know people like mm -hmm. good friends that practice that shit all the time And if you break into their house, you are fucked because they're ready and they're looking for it They want people to break. I know people who are asking people please break into my fucking house <laughs> You, I took Natasha to, to shoot guns in anticipation of this gun episode that we oh, did we, the show. Oh, I hated it so much. Mm. I can't say I loved it either. I, well, I got there and I thought I'd make a joke because you have to pick your little target. So I was like, are there any Trump? And he was like... I'm, I'm nudging her like, Natasha, shut up. We are and, not in the right area. And he's like, we got the Hillary's coming in next week. Oh, and I was, have real Hillary's that you can shoot? That seems <laughs> fucked up. I think he was just talking shit to her for asking the Trump Maybe. question. Yeah, probably. But it was Did he rough. talk with the Southern accent? No, this is decided? in L.A. <laughs> this is That's how I heard it. I was decided to give then, him a twang. And then we get in there, and there's like people just like doing magazine rifles, and then there's a guy going through saying, uh, what was he saying? Like, No, no rapid fire. No, no rapid, rapid fire. Because they're just like, like, just like these like kids. It was pretty sitting, crazy. Like there weren't even dividers in between us. Oh, and then he was telling me how to work the gun, and I was like, he's like, make sure that your thumb doesn't go here. Okay, go ahead. And I was like, wait, wait, where is my thumb not supposed to go? Can I, will you please, because I know he didn't know. Moshe didn't know either. Oh, he got so, a laugh and point at me. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, can you just this motherfucker, show this little, us? This little, little poof you over here. You got scared too. We did it once. No, I didn't. No, I did though. <laughs> we I, each did what we got like 50 rounds. Yeah, we bought, we bought two, because you have to buy the ammunition in like a box. You can't buy like, oh, I'll have. So we bought two boxes thinking we'd be there for a while. The training, the training session was literally two seconds, 30 seconds long. Put your That's hand here. So put crazy. your there, there. OK, here's your gun. Go shoot. And people so, are rapid firing. And you're there. surrounded by other people that got that same safety briefing. Right. Right. And uh, and there's a celebrity wall. One celebrity, Shia LaBeouf. Like, <laughs> this is not what you want. Right. This is not what you want to see. Ooh, That's um, a weird one, too. Right. Yes, that's what I'm saying. He it's might like, have lied about being there. <laughs> so we no, it was a picture of him there. So I shot the gun, and she shot it, and then I shot it again, and I'm feeling like I got to get out of here. Really? And Natasha's like, I got to get out. I just think it was a bad. I think every gun advocate or strong gun person we've talked to since said about that particular place, like that's not a place to start. It's not a cool place. It's unsafe. And so we just, so I think we picked the wrong place. At any rate, though, I'm thinking about these two boxes of ammunition. I'm like, I can't go to the dude up front because he'll think, <laughs> you know, I'm like a little bitch. You know what I mean? Right, like, I, I, I got all, all this ammo, ammo left. You know what I mean? So, uh, and then she's like, Natasha's like, don't be an idiot. Let's get out of here. So I, <laughs> <laughs> so I walk up to the front and I swear, I sold her out immediately. I'm just like, you know, I'm trying. I love it here. You know, this is my home, baby. I but like how you go black with that. You, <laughs> That's my you, you go didn't southern. Say this is my you home. go southern if you want to do an idiot. You go black when to I want to be tough. Get tough yeah. with the guys. I'm like, I'm like the wife. You know what I mean? The wife is like, let's get out of here. You know how women you are, right? You know, you know, bitches be hating on <laughs> but, uh, guns. I want to stay. I want to stay, but uh, I can't. I gotta admit, I'm like, you know, I'm you all, did say the wife. I did. The wife is, you know, I'm all like emotional from having shot a gun. Like, I gotta get out of here. 
but really I'm just like, you know, you know how it is. You want to you wanna shoot all night, but no life. Now I'm going Italian. <laughs> I, I, the it, first time I ever shot one, the the first thing I felt when I went into the, the area where you put the earplugs on and you stand next to these people, and there was these little dividers at the place that I went, but when you hear the doom, doom, yeah. you feel so, so vulnerable. Scary. Yeah. You feel like, whoa, like if that hits you, that's a wrap. It's like dead. You are not going to make it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. i got to ask you guys this before you take off. Did you just see this Trump thing, uh, the CNN thing? Yeah. Where they're going after the kid who made the meme? I heard it wasn't a kid. Well, this is the thing. Jamie will explain the whole thing. But th it was a kid that they went after mm -hmm. who uh, had made a video or made a meme. But apparently the meme came from a video. And the video was made by someone else other than this kid. And they they're essentially th they threatened to dox this kid. They, they said they reserve the right to expose him. And I heard he's 15. I don't know if that's been 100% proven. I, I don't know if it's been 100% disproven, but I just heard that that is a lie. It the, was the, a lie. The 15-year-oldness of this kid. Well, I don't know if that's the case because he's not actually 15 or it's because now they're talking about a different person who it created the original video I that was turned into it. Well, you know the video. Gift file Which of one? The, the Trump body slamming the CNN. Oh, they're saying yeah. that that's fake? It's so Trump, this is what it is. Trump was on the WWE and he did a thing where oh, he slammed right. the guy to the ground. And so they're gonna, they took that and put a, tr a CNN head over the person's body who Trump slammed to the ground and then Trump tweeted. It. But by Trump the way, very, very offensive, very inappropriate, very non-presidential, pretty fucking funny. I mean, yeah. I got <laughs> okay, the president that, to do that's that. that's nothing compared to him talking about that woman having plastic surgery and yeah. saying that her face was bleeding badly from a facelift. That's just gross. Like, that is, like, it's so some, beneath. There's something wrong with him. That's so beneath anybody. That's, yeah. not, that's not just beneath, like, the president. That's beneath it's anybody I would talk to. It's there's something deeply wrong with him. He's getting worse. He's going off. He's he's on pressure. tilt right now. Pressure, probably getting mentally ill at this point because and he's in the seventies. Isn't yeah. isn't mental illness like your brain chemistry changing? And can you imagine what would? By the way, when the alt alt right came after me for for the show, I had this other realization, which is even people you don't respect, if enough people hate you, it it's it's got a effect on you. your brain. Yeah, and. Imagine being Donald Trump where ha half the world or more is like, fuck you all day, Definitely every day. Definitely more than half the world. It's a, cr imagine it's a that large pressure. number of people. It's even Maybe in the half Republican of America. But exactly. Like... But it's, it's way more than half of America now because it's a large number of people in the Republican Party that are criticizing. Right. You know what makes me mad is that we called it the Women's March and that no one really gives it respect for what it was because it was the largest... Protest. protest in the in our history of our lives was to an anti basically an anti-Trump protest like when that guy was elected and like we should just be talking about that more like that's never happened in our lifetimes or our parents lifetimes right. that it, there was that big of a protest because someone was being elected and it just kind of gets like pushed to the side post, I mean I'm glad it's called the women's yeah. march but, but it's she just thinks like, that basically that we it, the idea of it was marginalized and the scope of it was marginalized because they called themselves a women's march maybe I don't know because it's such a huge deal right. like I mean it was so exciting to be a part of that and you saw those pictures and they weren't just in every city in America they were in every city in the world that's how opposed we were that didn't happen when you know anyone who in right. our lifetimes has become no we've president. never seen this kind of a reaction to a president before never ever. But, but you wanted to talk about the cnn yeah of it but all. it's what's crazy is that cnn is becoming a monster to fight a monster right and they're threatening to dox people that are making funny v memes 
I, all that was was funny. I mean, yep. nobody really thought that Donald Trump was actually slamming the person that is CNN, that doesn't even have a head, that has a CNN for a head. And CNN also, is suing? It, well, some reporter from CNN was going after the person. They tracked the right. person down on Reddit who made the memes. Who gives a fuck who made the memes? That's what's yeah. crazy. By the way, the meme itself isn't offensive. The At meme all. itself is funny. The Silly. offensive part, if anything, is that the president of the United States thought it was appropriate to retweet it. It's more dumb than it is offensive. It didn't yeah. offend me even slightly. I saw him th that he retweeted. I was like, huh? That's my reaction. Huh. Listen, you are correct in my opinion that the that CNN, in particular, and the press in general, is as filled with warts, not as filled with warts, but is filled with warts in the same way that the as your the, five the, pound dick. <laughs> Ew, dude. <laughs> It Ew, was the dude. right joke to make. Sorry, Joe. That was the right joke right. to make I, at the right time. I didn't didn't mean it. And Natasha, it just affected I'm so Natasha. Sorry that you're there. Natasha, if you weren't there, we would have had such a laugh over this. <laughs> we got to sand them off before I see the missus. <laughs> but it's not that. It's this this new realm that we're in, where these cable networks are struggling so hard yeah. to get attention, and they're focusing on really crazy shit like. CNN had a bunch of people fired for making up fake stories about Russia and Trump or not substantiating these stories and uh, making sure they're correct before they released it and put it live. And so three people had to resign. I think it was three. Was it but three CNN's people? not struggling. That's what's interesting. But they are. They're struggling. They're down 20% in ratings. I thought CNN and MSNBC and some other left-leaning thing, although I don't really consider CNN left-leaning, is like... T at the top of the charts now and what I read and it might be bullshit I don't know well, let's pu pull this up see if you can find out what I read was that CNN is down 20% since June and that Fox is actually up 20% no no so Fox is slipping. like typed in CNN ratings it says Trump is way off on CNN's ratings being down and yeah, oh so Trump said Trump's no 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 I didn't tweets. I didn't hear it from Trump I, I heard it from someone else it was probably parroting Trump yeah I mean we're all that's that this therein lies the problem. We're all being pumped, right. filled with misinformation from both sides, yeah. and each side is so ideologically in their in their echo chamber that they all accept the left and the right included, all accept the information that they're getting as gospel truth that cannot be assailed by the other side's facts. And so nobody even knows what the truth is anymore. Nobody knows what the argument People even is. People think if they read it, it's true. Oh, so Fox News, CNN, and MSNBC. So Trump is responsible for everybody paying attention now. Yep. Driven by surges for the Rachel Maddow show. Last word with Lawrence O'Donnell. I have no idea who that is. MSNBC is up a whopping 86% in local view total viewers. Wow, in prime time. That's amazing. You watch? Do you watch Rachel Maddow? No. She, I think she's great. I think she's, she's a beast. She's, she's so good. Incredibly you know smart. Good? Tucker Carlson. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> He's a well-dressed guy with a great haircut and a good vibe. <laughs> well, you know what he is, though? What he is is like this odd bridge between reasonable people and right-wing maniacs. Yep. He's you like think he's a, a bridge, bridge between reasonable people? Oh, for sure. Compared he's to so, Hannity, Sean yes, Hannity? So much more reasonable than, than oh, Hannity. God. He's just a dick, though. That's the problem Tucker. with him. He's an, he's an asshole to the people he interviews. Mm. His whole thing is that he bombards them with, like, kind of snide interviewing that they... Relentless snide interviewing until you don't they think make some a mistake. Some of them deserve it. Like he brings on some, some preposterous people Definitely. just because he knows that they're going to say something stupid this that idea. he can mock. Exactly. Like, well, there's this idea called nut picking, and Natasha's got to go. I'm, right. I, I'll take an Uber, and you can stay. No, no. Well, I'm. That's totally fine. This is I a just... weird little moment in your relationship. <laughs> no, because I'm, I'm sorry. I had the whole day like. Planned. Just by the hour, you know, and I, I have to be in Hollywood. I, it's 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 for. I get it. It's something I'm doing. Like I'm. It's a voiceover. Say but it. We could we could bring this home. Tom Cruise. 
Whoa. It's not Tom Cruise. She's meeting it's a Tom Scientology Cruise. promo film. I'm sorry. It's just I have like partners who are waiting for me, and if I don't get partners. there right at four. Wait a minute. Huh? For. It's so boring to explain. It's, a, it's an ADR session that I'm okay, hosting with people it. from my show, Another Period, and it's in Hollywood at four, so I have to go. I'm sorry. No worries. But I had a great time. I had a great time as well. I think we learned a lot about each other. <laughs> <laughs> and here's a, the important thing is you guys have a, an awesome tour that's going oh, yeah, on. Oh, yeah, we do. Kick off? Tell everybody. July 19th, we will be in New Orleans, Louisiana. The honeymoon tour. My no, dad always the, says Nolans. The, the honeymoon tour, and then we're going to Atlanta, Miami, Montreal, Boston, New York, Philadelphia, Chicago, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, and Minneapolis. Baby. Yeah, we'll be oh. in Brooklyn. MoshaCash.com, NatashaLazaro.com. We'd love to see but you. But I do a set. He does a set. Sometimes, you know, we switch the order. And then at the end, we both come out. And we've been giving people love advice. We, yeah, we do live relationship counseling. <laughs> <laughs> it's been really fun. And we've, like, helped some marriages, I feel like. And probably, probably I feel like not. you haven't. Yeah. But do you, do you uh, Why do you, do you feel like it? we haven't? It's a, it's a funny thing to say right there. Oh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> if five-pound dick filled with warts, baby. <laughs> if you, did he give them a microphone and they ask questions to you? Well, they come up on stage. Yeah, oh, we basically. Wow. We what put, if they're we, crazy? They have some of them have been one one time we've helped some people in the most minor ways like you know somebody's like the cat likes to sleep on the on the the bed and we go well why don't you once a week put a blanket down let the cat sleep one guy was like well I think we have problems because I wasn't touched uh, by my parents at any point until I was like nine years old and we were like "Uh, check please (laughs) we're not qualified obviously I would love to stay here and talk all day. Or at least for another hour. Listen, we can do it another time. You could time. do a solo podcast after we leave for another 45 Don't minutes. Don't worry about it. We'll be fine. There's plenty of entertainment out there for these folks. Oh, you want me to stay? <clears throat> Whatever you want. But i got to call Seems the Uber weird. now then. All right. I we can wrap sh- it up. I think okay. you should take it. Whatever you want, Joe. We'll, we'll you wrap decide. This up. We'll wrap this up. We'll wrap this up. <laughs> Natasha Legero and Moshe Kasher, ladies and gentlemen. Have you ever had a more awkward ending to a podcast? No, it's perfect. This I love it. This isn't awkward. It wasn't awkward at all. She's angry. This isn't awkward. <laughs> I can't can wait to hear your conversation in the car. You guys should, uh, you should do like This is going to be a good live point. Stream. You can tell a lot about a man how he does an impression of women. You mean accurate? <laughs> Whether or not, not someone's accurate. a good mimic. <laughs> and then Dice always makes him like, oh! No, he's like, oh, I, I, can I please? Well, he it's makes fuckable. them. <laughs> like, he makes them seem like. And then you know other what? guys always make him seem like gay, like, oh, well, you, know you must pr- know. Well, Natasha, I'm not making fun of all women. I'm just making fun of <laughs> you. No, you turned into this no, rash generalization. Sound like that. You know oh, my God! My impression like of women. Listen to yourself. I hate sports. My impression of women goes like this. Hi, I'm Alonzo Bowden. <laughs> <laughs> My dick's the size of three fingers. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Joe. We wrap this up. Bye. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having us. My pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you. No, Joe. I have like ten. 10-